When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? This is the Talking Texas Podcast. My name is Daniel. It's the Kid Double H. We do the podcast every Tuesday. Remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram. If you're listening on Spotify, follow us. <laughs> if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. It's free. Leave us a five-star review, and we'll read it on the podcast. You know, because you know, I always say this, man. Like, I press the voice thing. Play Talking... T- oh, no, I rather I say play the latest episode of Talking Tactics Podcast. Because if, if I say play Talking Tactics Podcast, it resumes... Where I left off. You said um, you had a fire stick. Okay. I mean, it's supposed to be an Amazon Fire TV stick. So it's like a smart, so I connected it to my smart TV mm. and everything. So the remote controls the TV and stuff. And then obviously, I it has a voice control. So obviously, yeah, Apple Podcast there. is embedded into the Amazon Fire thing. I'm so embedded to Apple, man. Like, <laughs> mm. I got an iPhone, an iPad. The Apple TV. I have no, two no, MacBooks. No, no. Like, it's, you know, you see, see, I'm I'm living because I was trying to reject Apple. I'm living in both worlds, but obviously, my cousin said you're getting an iMac. Then my sister gave me her Mac, and I think like slowly but surely. No, no, no. I think both are key because for me, I would always for phones, Android. I'll never get an iPhone or Android, but for media, like editing and doing stuff, Mac all the way. Like, I'm I'm never going back to to, to Windows. Never. We have a Patreon page, Do we? so check that out. All the links to this are in the description. And I need to add the link, Carl's book with Marcus Rashford, or Marcus Rashford's book with Carl more accurately, mm. is coming out. You are a champion. I think it drops tomorrow. Oh. I think it drops today because today's Tuesday, so I think it's the mm-hmm. 25th. So, you know, check that out. I'll, I'll drop the link in the description. All right. Um. So while I was waiting, I just wrote down every team in Europe of note and I just wrote down a little scribble about their season or what I think about them at the time. Let's just kind of play the game. So we're going to start in England, and we're going to go through. And then we're going to end with Europa League final, Champions League final. Manchester City, Sergio Aguero. So did you see Pep, like, tearing up in the post-match? <laughs> I was just about to say that because... So I got onto Instagram, and then obviously, you know, they have all these videos on the main thing. I'm like, oh, Pep. Then I go to it, and I'm like... <laughs> yes, no, no, it's, um, it's difficult. Yes, it's, it's the, I was like, whoa, whoa hey, what's going on? Like, I was like, he was like really crying. I thought, okay, he's, he's getting tired. No, he was like, yeah, he could at least because, like, but like, I'm confused. It's like, he was always going to go. You decided to let him go. <laughs> Why are you crying? Pep is funny, man. Guys, guys, weird, man. <laughs> That's so weird. It's like you you decided you wanted to let him go, yeah. but 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 now that he's gone, you're in tears. I, I thought him being in tears was funny. Another thing, Pep always mentions the building blocks of the Manchester City project before he got there, and the two names he always mentions is Joe Hart and David Silva, names that he conveniently forgets sometimes. Is Vincent Company a name he never mentions? Is Yaya Toure. I don't, I don't want to get into the black-white dynamics. I just think it's funny that he mentions Joe Hart when the week he showed up at Manchester City, he was already on the phone to Claudio Bravo, like, yo, this Joe Hart guy can't play out of the back. We got to get rid of him. <laughs> How come you always mention Joe Hart when you – you he got rid of him so quick. Like, I don't wait, even wait, think he so played a game. Saying, I think Pep is racist. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's no, 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 because if he is, if he is – I think we're going to have a get-out situation with Dele Alli. What do you mean? Oh, so you don't, you've not heard about that? Um, Dele Alli and um, his daughter. Oh, City are linked. Oh, no. What? See, 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 this is why you should read the tabloids and get the scoop <laughs> on the feet. <laughs> yeah, so no, no, basically, they were, um, so basically they were pictured um, like kissing in a London place. Look, Twitter is, 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 is sick. It's a very sick place. But yeah. I didn't know that. So we don't know that it's good, but just, but just basically yeah, like him. So I'm like, well, if you're saying that he's 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 iffy with blacks, then it's like, I have, no, I wasn't saying that. <laughs> I was just saying like the names he leaves out, I find interesting more than the names that he mentions, hmm. except in the case of Joe Hart, 
which is like you wanted to get rid of him. Mm. Like you did get rid of him for a keeper that you used for a season. And then you were like, nope, this guy isn't it. And then they bought Edison. So Joe Hart wasn't even in your idea. I don't think he played a, a minute for him, at least in the league. So, yeah, it's just funny. Like, you don't mention company. You don't mention Toure. Hmm. <laughs> just, just, hmm. But anyway, um, you know what? We I don't think we've discussed at all Manchester City winning the league. I, I know that I know there are City fans that listen to this, obviously. You know, once you start getting under the age of, like, 30, probably, hmm. there's a lot of City fans. Because it, it makes sense. Because they've been the best team in England probably for, like, the last 10 years. It makes sense that 18, 19, 20, 21-year-olds like Manchester City. So this is three and four, which is pretty good. His best title win, I think, of his career was the 98-point season, based on how Liverpool pushed him all, all, all the way. I think this was pretty good because of COVID and how many guys they lost through to COVID and also in the fact of, like, he really had to change up. Like, this wasn't the swashbuckling, all-conquering city of 100 points and 98 points. So I think it's impressive in the sense of how he coped with COVID how he changed the team setup, how they became better, more solid defensively, and how difficult start of the season they maintained their composure, they maintained their consistency. And I think once they got their groove, nobody was touching them. Once it was clear that Liverpool were out of winning the title, and it was down to um, Man United and Frank Homeboy, it was a done deal. So when you think of Manchester United this season, what do you think of? steadying the ship but the ship isn't going anywhere but and on the ship it's it's intact everything is good you know nothing is leaking but the ship isn't actually moving forward but it's like wait can this ship move, move, move any faster all is like it can but i'm not the guy to move it any faster this is as fast as, as it can go so you're like all right okay so and now it's, it's obviously bruno was a huge standout but i think with united it's like that's why wednesday is, is so key Wednesday is very important for Ole because I'm like, okay, it's better than Mourinho and Van Hal, but is it because Mourinho did did come second and win a Europa? So I basically, so it's weird. Have you improved on the Mourinho situation? Like, Mourinho won I, three trophies according to him. Yeah, so. no, not according to him. He won three trophies. <laughs> yes, three, three, three. You know. <laughs> You know, when I so, when I count in charity shields, bro, it counts, man. It counts. Okay. So, so my thing is, look, uncle, like because they, they try to get Uncle Mo out of pain. You know, they, they try to insult him, abuse yes. him, and call him a loser. So, I mean, my thing is, but... no, it's not. So, my <laughs> thing is 2010 treble. So, my thing here is, I don't <laughs> believe they're... 2015 mutiny. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Bastards. Actually, you know, he wants to because he wants to come back even hazard. Um, so basically, my thing is we'll I'll take him. <laughs> so basically, my thing is um this season will be determined after when after Wednesday come back to me. As of right now, I don't know whether this has been a good season for Man United. It's been like cool, you've come second, but you didn't win any trophies. Had a good chance to win the FA Cup, but you fumbled the bag. Like you should have won the FA Cup. Yes, I don't rate that trophy that highly, but it's still a trophy. And you should have won that trophy. So my thing is, as of right now, before Wednesday against Villarreal, it's like, eh, cool, nothing great. Bruno, obviously, the standout. But I wouldn't say this has been particularly so, so successful. If they win the trophy on Wednesday, second place, Europa League trophy, okay, that's good. When you say Ali's there to steady the ship, I didn't calculate that Mourinho had this season. He had the Europa League title, and people discredit, ah, oh, it was an easy one. They played uh, some kids in Ajax and this mm. and that. Um, and they finished second behind, was it the Centurions? So is Ali improving, you know, or are they in a holding pattern? And oh, I hadn't oh, considered oh, that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So the 17-18 season, City 100 points, United 81 points. I, I guess people could say that the football has been better, but better doesn't necessarily mean good. It just means better than what was. And what was was pretty trash. So how exactly the down one nil, then they somehow win three one or two one. It's like are you playing well? I don't know what to make of them. So I just have a big question mark next to them. Like I have more will be determined next season when Ali can obviously transform the team a little bit more. And we what is his actual identity? Like what are you trying to accomplish? I guess we'll we'll find out. Liverpool finished third. 
They won five straight games to close the season. I looked at the their Wikipedia page, and Wikipedia has this cool thing where it tells you like their your position in the table after the end of each match week. And there was a point week 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, somewhere in there. Liverpool were first. They were comfortably, not maybe not comfortably, but they were like in first place. Mm. And then lost, draw, lost, lost, draw, lost, whatever it was. They found themselves down, I think, eighth or ninth. And then they had to claw back third or fourth to third. The season started okay, but they just couldn't maintain the level. And you can blame that on, you know, injuries and, you know, playing Jordan Henderson and Fabinho as center backs. Like they had a lot of trouble losing Van Dyke and all this kind of stuff. It kind of, it does feel like a wasted season. That shouldn't have happened this season. This season should have been a season where Liverpool were firm challengers, and they were well, to a point. Think, think about it. You see, this is this is weird. So let's let's do the calculation. Van Dijk out for the season. Gomez out for the season. Matip out for most of the season. Yep. Mane had probably the worst season of his career. Jota was injured for most for a lot of key games during the season. That's a lot of drawbacks. So. I think that to finish third, based on everything that happened to them, is pretty good based on the circumstances. <laughs> you know, like if everybody was fit and so forth and they came third, oh no, that, that's a very disappointing season. That's but, what I mean. That because of those injuries, mm. this season was a wasted opportunity to win another one. This season should have been better than 17 points behind the winner. Mm. But based off all the casualties that happened over the course of the 10 months or whatever it was, you're in third, and, and you and just got that. Let me even go in for that. I believe, like, let's say, if Mane was Mane, they still had Van Dijk, they still had Gomez. I think they get more than 86 points this season. Do you think a good Liverpool makes City play better? This 86 points isn't real. I think, was it New, Newcastle, where they lost, like, 4-3 or something? Mm-hmm. So there are a few games that City just took off. If it was a case of where Liverpool are really on their so maybe they gave a but so so this eighty six would have been more if they had a proper challenge, yes, because I think that they took games off because nobody was really breathing down their neck. So just about or, okay, let's just get this thing done. That's my first thought. Or could it be if you're pressured, you lose more games because you're feeling that heat and no. it forces you into mistakes, perhaps. So no. like would would Man City's performance suffer or gain from having gain. a legitimate challenge game chelsea how did they do this tottenham this is the funny thing so i want to speak to those fans that were on that train singing about gassing jews because tottenham are chelsea's fierce rivals what year was this because you oh. always reference this story so when was oh, no no because it's, it's because it is so etched in my mind because i like i use it as ammunition for like no i can't be associated with these guys i can't <laughs> I, I cannot oh this one like some yeah because this was when i used to walk at parsons green which is near the stadium so this might be like oh no that's maybe 15 or 16 i think so four or five years years ago i think you make it seem like it happened in the 90s oh like, so no. this is very recent oh, oh very recent very ah. oh, very recent very recent damn <laughs> like when you said 15, 16, I thought you meant 15 or 16 years old. No, 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 no. 15, 16, 15, 15. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, this is very... T- Damn. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, no. This, right. is when, like, this is when I used to walk at mm. Parsons Green, like, in 95. Um, so, yeah. So, for those guys, what, how would they view it that if not for Tottenham, Chelsea would be in... Oh, oh, oh. And it was crazy because Leicester, they, they went ahead... Then one one, then they went ahead again. Then Tottenham just went full. Like Tottenham could just be like, ah, screw it. And Chelsea would have been screwed. <laughs> you know. I mean, we'll we'll get to Leicester City and everything and, and what yeah. that's about. But I think for Chelsea, it's I mean, the team is I mean, you really went ahead and you lost to Aston Villa. The crazy thing is that after everything, because really Chelsea should have finished third. So they should have had 70 points, Liverpool 69, Chelsea then Liverpool fourth. But if, because it was like, no, just beat Aston Villa. So the fact that you didn't beat Aston Villa and one of your own products, Traore, was instrumental in your <laughs> defeat. Oh, 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 so, so wait, wait, wait. Let me ask you this. What's your view on the whole hands-up celebration? It, it, it depends on the player. I don't understand necessarily why Traore would do it. If you're... 
let's say first thing that comes to mind, let's say you're Fernando Torres and you're playing for Chelsea and you score mm-hmm. against Liverpool. Actually, do you remember the game, the Gerard slip game and where Demba Ba goes and scores? Chelsea won that game 2-0, not mm-hmm. 1-0. And what happened was Liverpool were attacking, 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 attacking. End of the game, Chelsea have a counterattack. And who's driving with the ball towards Liverpool's goal? It's Fernando Torres. He could have slotted it in, oh, yeah. but he didn't. He passed it to Willian, and Willian scored the 2-0. Then Mourinho goes to the crowd and bangs his <laughs> tracksuit or whatever it was. If Torres scores that goal, obviously he passed it to Willian because he, he I don't think he wanted to score in Anfield to mm. break them. But he assisted. So, yeah, it is what it is. But I wouldn't be mad if he put his hands up and was like, no, nah, I'm not going to celebrate. Because the connection that Torres had with Liverpool is probably the most preeminent connection in his career. Maybe Atletico, he would think that. But in terms of people's consciousness, it's definitely Liverpool. Traore, his connection to Chelsea isn't that strong. So for him to put his hands up for a club that sold you to Ajax for like Mm. peanuts, or or was it? No, they sold him to Lyon. I don't necessarily understand that. Celebrate your goal. It was a good goal. Wait, 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 wait. Let me go back. I want to go back to the whole Torres thing. I want to create a scenario. You are Mourinho. Demba doesn't score that first goal. It's still 0-0. Torres has that opportunity, and he can slot it away. And let's just say it's peak Torres. So this is Torres who is actually quality. So it's 0-0. He passes to William, and William misses. And you learn somehow, like, you you do this first, like, scientific experiment, and you go into Torres' brain, because he'll never say it's out and open, but you go into his brain and say, no, I passed because I didn't want to score against Liverpool at Anfield. I said, wait a minute. Who the heck is paying you your wage? Who the heck is paying you each week and, and everything? We, this institution and club, is this is your job that we are paying you and you don't want to score because uh, I'm like, what? I remember thinking at the time, now obviously William's a professional and he's not going to be offside at least, mm. but you add an element of what if? What if his touch is bad? What if he's offside? What if this? What if that? I'm a striker. Just shoot it. Maybe this is a bad example, but Torres shooting at a goal is probably better than William shooting at a goal. But I suspect in his mind, he was like, I can't do it. Or maybe kind of like a Timo Werner thing. He'd been so psychologically beaten that the square pass is probably the better option. Or that's what I'm looking for first. Like, let me not even miss an open goal because of Manchester United and other games. Him not wanting to score against Liverpool, if my assumption is correct. I understand that. And if he didn't celebrate, I would understand it. Traore, it was a good goal. Celebrate. Have a good time. His teammates were fun, having fun, and he has to act like, ah, oh, I'm sorry, this, that, this, that. Oh, I, you know Chelsea's transfer ban? Mm-hmm. He was one of the main players that was like a case for that. The way that they signed him from somewhere. I forget exactly the place where they signed him from, but maybe he feels like slightly guilty about like how he was a Chelsea player or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. But either way, I was happy for him when he scored. It's always robbed me the wrong way whenever I just see that celebration because of how I view club football and, and the clubs. hands up. Yeah, because it's like, no, this is this is literally, this is a, I don't know whether this is a word, but I'm going to make it a word. This is a mercenarial um, sport, specifically for club football, not internationals, for club football, it's mercenarial. You are a mercenary, essentially. Now, my, my Chelsea word is hazard because I've been reading news that Hazard wants out of Real Madrid. But maybe maybe we can discuss that when we get to Madrid. Um, Leicester. I want I want the three perspectives. How would you feel if you were a Leicester fan, given this season? How would you feel if you were a Leicester player? And how would you feel if you were Brendan Rodgers? So those three perspectives. Leicester fan, a little bit disappointed, but ultimately super happy. Won the FA Cup. If you've been living in the UK, you know how difficult because the UK has had one of the strictest lockdowns in the world, super Mm -hmm. strict and people have not been happy. So that day out was crazy just to go after what I think it's 15 months. People have not been to stadiums. So for Leicester city fans, that had to be one of the most memorable moments of their lives of like going out after being in lockdown for 15 months, seeing your team win this for the first time ever. Boom. So I think, that memory and that experience supersedes the disappointment over, oh, we didn't make the champions, but we came fifth. So that's will always be etched in their minds. If you're a player, 
you are disappointed. Yes, you're happy that you won the FA Cup thing and everything, but your your joy of winning the FA Cup isn't to the same extent as the joy of, of those fans who are on lockdown and so forth. So you're like, yeah, we, but you will be disappointed. You'll be like, damn. Like, we, we know we should have because we had it. Because, no, they will be very disappointed because of what happened with Chelsea. You see, if Chelsea had won and Liverpool won, they'd be like, uh, the fact that Chelsea lost and they were winning and they then lost, it will hurt even more. So they'll be very, they would be disappointed. If you're Rogers, three times is a pattern at this point, right? Yeah, no, 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 no. That's what, what we said. We said that no, three times is, is a pattern, you know. Um, once anomaly, two coincidence, three a pattern. You know, I don't know. Like for Rogers, I don't know because I think Rogers will try to rationalize that squad. Mm. And this is what people have said. And I think even I think it was even Gaffer that even made the, the, the point. Because this isn't just you oh you've you flopped. But the strongest squad will always rise to the top. Because a league season where you're playing 38 plus games, if you include cup competitions, there's a lot of games, bro. In order to finish near the top, you have to replace quality with quality. Leicester have a quality team. They don't have a quality bench. So when guys are tired, guys are injured, guys are suspended, you're not replacing quality with quality. Whereas if you're Liverpool, despite their injury, still quality against quality. If you're these guys are Charles and so forth, that squad can help you through the rigorous campaign of a season. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's weird though, because you're like, do you rationalize and say, hey man, it is what it is. We actually overachieved. We didn't have a strong squad and everything. Or do you say, no, just beat Tottenham and you finish top four. So that mm-hmm. has to be, because when you said, no, no, all we needed to do was at, at the crib, beat Tottenham, get this dub, and we are in top four because of the Chelsea results. And I saw this with what he did in Liverpool. I think Roger sticks vehemently to his philosophy mm-hmm. and his strategy. And the really great managers are like, okay, I need to win this game. Throughout the most season, your philosophy is winning you games and everything and stuff like that. But now, once that gets to the later stages, and maybe that philosophy is not working, now you're not to be like, okay, look, I need to just figure out a way of just getting this win. Yeah. So I can't be a slave to my philosophy. And it's just, okay, whether it's, again, look at what they did in the FA Cup. That's not how Leicester play in the FA Cup final. That's not how they, they play. But because it was a must-win game because it's a final, he was like, okay, fully defensive, Hardly give them any space, make it difficult for, for them, and just try and snatch a goal from somewhere. But once they now go back into the league, oh, let's now get back to now being much more open and everything. So I don't see, I didn't watch the Tottenham game. I can almost bet you that they didn't have the FA Cup approach in that Tottenham game. They just say, oh, let's just play. There we go. So, so we need to it was win. like basketball. It was like they have it, go. you have it, they have it, we have yeah, it. They have it. So like, my thing is that even though that this is a must winning game, so put yourself in the best possible position. Sit back, defend, don't give those guys any space and so forth, and then just try and pick them off. Should they really be in the top four? No, compared to the budgets of City, United, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham. Nah, I hate they shouldn't be that there. way. No, 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 it, don't look. Nah, I, I, I see, if I hate Arsenal going... were managed correctly, if Spurs were managed correctly, then Leicester would be fighting, but they wouldn't be in those positions. I hate people that view it that way because that's it. it, it but that's the fact of the matter. No, 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 but no, but it's not. It's about how you 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 view things. Because somebody said on one of the hangouts, they oh no, I think it was Adash three. What up? I think they spent yeah. What up, Adash? What up? He said I think they spent two hundred and forty-two days in top four. So they spent more days in top four than Chelsea, Tottenham, Liverpool, and so forth. Yeah. So. It's how you view it because you can view it in the sense of that, hey man, we, should, we, we weren't even supposed to be there. I thought it was not even supposed to be there, so we should actually be proud because if you told Leicester before the season you would win the FA Cup and come fifth, it'd be like, that's an amazing season. But the way it played out. But the way it's played out where you were in the top four for, for so long, you can't look at it that way because, like, no, 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 we were in here for, no, two, they for two days. They flopped. So, yeah. They so. flopped, but I can rationalize the flop. Mm. West Ham, I don't know. <laughs> Moy Moyes, David Moy Moyes, David like, Moy Moyes. Look, they're they're in Europa League. Now, somebody could correct me if I'm wrong there, but I think the last time West Ham were in this position, they had to do qualification, and they didn't make it. I think maybe they finished seventh, and the person who won the League Cup was already in Champions League, so they had to go through the qualifying, something, something like that. 
European football is cool, but take advantage of it this time, maybe. Um, Tottenham. Bale and Kane are what come to mind immediately. Bale had, this season, 11 goals in 920 minutes played, which averages out to about a goal every 83 minutes in the Premier League. I don't think, what if Mourinho played him more? I think, what if Zidane and Perez actually kept him in Madrid and you have just a 15 or 20% increase on the production of Rodrigo, Vinicius, or Asensio. What does that do to the La Liga title race? Where Real Madrid basically needed to win one more game that they lost and they win the league? That's what I think about when I think of Bale. Like, was it was the beef really that deep to where he had to go? Maybe so. He's playing golf. He's holding up flags. He doesn't want to be in Madrid. Fine. You can go back to where you came from. Yeah, that's what I think about when I think about Bale. I'm like, damn. Yeah, Spurs could have played him more, but he's on loan from Madrid. Madrid could kind of use a player like that. And Kane, I mean, he won the Golden Boot. He won the Playmaker Awards. See, my thing is, what does that mean? Well, no, I was I was getting to the point that Chelsea might not be able to buy Harry Kane. They could put $120 million on the table. Levy still might say no, just out of principle. But the goal that he scores, it's kind of worth $120 mil probably to Chelsea. <laughs> Because <laughs> now they're in the Champions League. Mm. So he's not a Chelsea player, but for yesterday, yesterday he was a Chelsea player. And he, he, did, he did business. Oh, no, he no, did no, business. no, 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 Caden, thank you. I am thankful. <laughs> like, no, no, because see. Cause I... Well, boss, time out, time out. Don't forget your point. But you've been highly critical of Harry Kane over, over the course yes. of his career. Yes. It seems as if you flipped a switch and like, please come to Chelsea Thank you for getting Chelsea into this and this yeah. and that. And so what what's, what's your point? My point against Kane, it stands, which is that you're a stats merchant and you're a stats padder. And you're not scored in a World Cup semi, World Cup final. You're not scored in a CL semi, CL final, a Euro semi, Euro, Euro final. Until you score in those games, I can't I, I can't take you seriously. I can only just view you as a, as a stats padder. You know, it's as simple as that, you know. So it's, it's nothing weird. So my thing about it is that I know his quality. What's it is that? No, don't overrate it. All because somebody's overrated doesn't mean they're trash. It just means that they're not as good as you're rating them. They can still be amazing, but they're not as amazing. They're different degrees to being amazing. So, But you want to at Chelsea, though, right? Ideally. Yeah, yeah. Well, Lewandowski first. If they can't get Lewandowski, <laughs> then Kane. Look, dude scored 41 in 26. I mean, we'll, we'll get there, but 41 in 26, come on. <laughs> right. Really, it's 27, but we'll we'll get there. I've perfected my formula. How do we discuss this without being rude? Asna. You know who is most mad at Leicester? Who? <laughs> it's Arsenal. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, because they could have finished no, above them, yeah. The, the depression when Leicester went 1-0 up, I saw Chelsea fans quite sad, but the most sad was Arsenal because they were ahead of Spurs and they were thinking, yo, this is the worst season that we've ever had in our history and there's still a potential that we finish above you guys. But, you know, obviously Kane, Bale, etc. So Arsenal, I mean, they closed the season well. Pepe has, I mean, he found form at maybe like the worst time because the season ends now. Like, why couldn't you do this 20 games ago? And then you still have, you know, 18 games left in order to play like this. But yeah, Arteta probably saved himself, at least with the ownership group. I'm sure most fans would probably still, I I think he should probably go. But, you know, you win your last five or six games. Maybe it's flattering to deceive in a sense, though. Like, how much better are they really? Like, look, I mean, they finished, they're in eighth, but you win two more games in your season and you have 67 points. You're there with Chelsea. Tottenham are cost. The sooner that Harry Kane realizes that, the better. And I said this before Mourinho took over. I said, look, I love Mourinho and so forth. This is not going to work. I knew it was not going to work. I need another. Like people said, oh no, Mourinho, he wins a trophy everywhere he goes. I said, guys, he's not, he's not winning a trophy with these guys. He's not. And the issue is Levy. Levy is a businessman. He's not interested in being like, hmm. Let me try and get the best possible players to retry and take this club to the next level. So, and and, and this is that's why Kane, you've got to be careful because if you just remain here or you break Shearer's record and everything, you're like, oh, cool. No one gives a damn. 
And Shearer isn't known for his goal hole. That's just a nice addition. He's known because his goals led Blackburn Rovers to the title. So that's a key thing. And also because he was very key for England getting to that, to the same as in Euro 1996. So he isn't, his name isn't just because he is the top goal scorer. It's because, no, that season for Blackburn Rovers where his goals led into a title. So all these goals and assists leading you to Cobwebs and Peter Parker and Spider-Man means nothing. <laughs> so... I was like, what did they have to do with Arsenal? But okay, fine. We went back. All right. Spain. Atletico Madrid. They did not bottle the league. They won the league. But it so, was entertaining. It was entertaining. We picked the two teams that didn't win. You had Barca. I had Real Madrid. Barcelona are a disgrace. Granada, Levante. You had Granada and Levante. Which which game did you watch? They were all on at the same time. Oh, so. no, no. They're the athletic game. Because obviously I was I was doing the live stream of it, but and then like when Valladolid scored, I was like, "You're kidding me!" And the funny thing is, as soon as Valladolid scored, they then showed Villarreal score. I was like, "Oh, are you what? Are you kidding me?" Yeah, I think this title race was like the battle of the bottlers, and who bottled the least. Atletico Madrid should have won this about a month ago. Like they should have won because Real and Barcelona have been especially bad, so they should have won this. A long time ago, like those eight draws. If you just remove those draws, if they just got like a few moments, which they should have, because they just put together draw, 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 they'd have won this a lot earlier. It was who loses the race to the bottom rather than who wins a race to the top. Does that make sense? So if you lose the race to the bottom, you end up like Atletico because <laughs> Barca mm. beat you there and Madrid beat you there. So that was the story of this season. No, no, and we were so close. Both Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid lose at the same time. It was it was there. Been, oh, it was there for hilarious. like it was there for a moment. I was like, we predicted this. We said this yeah, would yeah, happen. I think for Barcelona, it's the like it really is Barcelona. Before the Granada game, I think we we looked at the fixtures and said, Oh, Barca have the easiest to run in. Yeah. You have Granada, Atletico at home, Levante, and Eibar. You can easily run the freaking table. And even if you draw against Atletico, you beat Granada, Levante, and Eba, your champions. Sevilla were there for a hot second. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> if Sevilla, it, it was like if Sevilla beat Madrid and if Barca beat Atletico, Sevilla would have been second or first. You know. but, so, so, no, let, let me ask you this before we, we leave Spain. Yeah. Is this title win like the 2014 win or is it different? By that, I mean... When they won in 2014, you knew that it was just an, an outlier. Hence why the 2014 win was far more impressive than this win, based on how good Barcelona and Real Madrid were. I don't think Atletico are the same club. In 2014, Atletico were clearly below the other two. But somehow... Clearly? They reached the, the CL final. That's it. They should have won. Barca did madness the next season. Then Madrid went on to win 1-2-3. From that perspective, no, yeah, Barca won a trouble the next season. Madrid yeah. just decided the three in a row. Like you could tell the constitution of those teams that Atletico Madrid were below the other two. Mm. Clearly, maybe that adverb isn't good for you. So they were just below the other two. Now it's not so obvious. There's a duopoly in Spain, and Atletico Madrid are challenging with Barca and Madrid. It's there's more parity because of how Barcelona have gone and losing Neymar and Messi's getting older. Even though he can still drop thirty, but he's not the same player that he was five years ago. Not that you would expect that, and he's probably still the best player in the world, but he's not the same. Real Madrid have their own issues. Aging team, midfield's old, defenders are old. Ramos isn't even going to the Euros. Like. There's so much stuff that goes on in Madrid that Atletico, because of the you know the Champions League successes, can you call them a success or just oh. like good campaigns? You know, making it to finals and things like that. Their brand is better than it was six, seven years ago, and because of that, you have the money to spend on a Yao Felix and get Carrasco and all these kinds of guys back. So Atletico went on a far more advantageous position than they were in fourteen which means it's not just a duopoly. You have the three clubs competing amongst themselves. Unless, of course, Real Madrid can sort their finances, Barca can sort their finances, in which case nobody can compete with them. Barcelona are having to take out loans to sign players. 
Madrid are already trying to sell Hazard. So Atletico are in a good place. They have their new stadium. They have, you know. No, but but the, the name is the name. My name is my name. <laughs> you know, Marlo. Yeah, Marlo. So Real Madrid and Barcelona can still attract huge talents. The Atletico can't. A top player, a top talent will look to go to Real or Barcelona over Atletico. So that's what Real and Barcelona will always have. But my thing is that this is different from what the what the world was in 2014, 2015. 2014, 2015, Pete Cannibal was there. Neymar was at Barcelona. Messi had was still around. He still had Cristiano towards his, his peak at Real. He had a younger, more stronger Ramos. So I think now... Barca and Real need a lot more work than Atletico. Atletico just need like just 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 to add onto what they already have, and also free Felix. But Real Barcelona, they need to re- revamp a lot more. Can they afford to get Mbappe, Salah, Haaland? What's next for Real Madrid? How much money do they have? Let's give they... them two hundred and fifty million euros. Two fifty. You bring back Odegaard. You bring back Kubo on the two strings. Try to buy. Son or Salah, but most likely you'll have a good chance of buying Son, but try and put in a bid for Salah. And you try and get a good quality right back because Cavahal, maybe you can't really trust him based on his his his, his fitness. History, yeah. So I think if you do that, you get a right back to place Cavahal, you get an attacking inside forward, maybe two, but at least one really good inside forward, an amazing inside forward. Um, you bring back Odegaard, bring back Kubo, Slowly ushering out um, um, Modric and Casemiro, who are getting a lot older, then boom, Real will be in. But I think main thing a better support system for Benzema and freshen up that midfield. Can they afford legs. to lose Zidane? Yes, if you're rebuilding the, this team. I think Zidane Raul was... has been supposed. Oh yeah, I, I think I had Allegri and Raul. For me, my thing is. You need to like Real Madrid needs to totally rebrand and revamp. Like this era is over. Same thing with Barcelona. Like that era is done. Bus- Biscuits is done. Biscuits and Piquet are, are, are done. For Real Madrid, I think Modric can still give you some 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 games, but you can't rely upon him. Dude is now getting. Dude is now now thirty five now. So you need to move into a new direction. But I think like put it this way. The mm-hmm. fact that on the last day of the season, yet again, they have to rely on Benzema to turn the game around shows you the problem. There are no Real Madrid players in the Spain team. Mm. No, yeah. but to not have a single Real Madrid player, that's crazy. If you think about uh, it, let's 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 look at the team. Can you blame him? So let's let's name Ramos, the Spanish players. Nacho, and Vasquez. Vasquez is injured. Asensio. Mm-mm. So my thing is that when you, when you look at the Spanish players, there, see Ramos. Vasquez would have been in the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would have. He would have. He probably would have. So maybe so that's injury. You see, Asensio <laughs> makes sense. You can't, you can't put him in there. Nah, nah. Um, Ramos, I understand, but I wouldn't do it. I understand the logical reasons, which is that he's not played enough. He's, he's hardly played since January, and that's an injury concern. But when you go into a campaign like this, you need a leader. Even if he doesn't play, you just need him on the bench. You need him in the dressing room. You need him in in training just to talk to the players and to give a pep talk. I think it's good to have him just around. So even if he's not fully themed, remember, it's 20, you can name 26 dudes. So just have him in and among there. So I would have done that. Nacho is useful. See, Nacho is the one who said, look, you have a guy who can play right back, left back, central defense, and I think he can also go into midfield. So he, it's like football manager. One of the first things I do is a defender who can play right, left, center. So I know that if if in doubt and in danger, boom, bro, go go left, go center, they go, already go, have go right back. Nacho is better. See, I know Nacho he's better, a, but they have a utility guy already. Nacho is a better utility guy because he's a better footballer. So see, Nacho can do what Aspolitikwata does in terms of utility, but he's a better footballer, so he'll be able to give you more in those positions. Did they take Kepa? Please no. What? Simon De Gea Sanchez. <laughs> you didn't make it. <laughs> Gaia Album Torres Laporte Eric Garcia Diego Lorente Aspilicueta. So Aspilicueta is in the team. Busquets Rodri Pedri Tiago Alcantara Coke Fabian Ruiz Marcos Lorente. Forwards Danny from Leipzig. Mikel from Sociedad, Barata, 
Moreno, Fernand Torres, Adama Traore. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. And Sarabia. They're not winning nothing. This is a bad no, no, team. It's not happening. It's not happening. It's not happening. So they're starting Morata at number nine? <laughs> with Traore. Oh no, no, oh, no, no. I think they're going to go with Moreno. I think they're going to go with Moreno. The, the Villarreal dude. <sighs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Do you know what? I'm going to save the Benzema picked up by France. We're going to we're let's do a deep dive into into that when we do the the Euro preview. We we could stick it here because it is topical, but I want to give that the 20 30 minutes that I think it deserves. And we can't do that right now. So, let's move on. Italy. I was trying to watch PSG against Brest. PSG scored the first goal. Neymar missed the horrible penalty yeah um but i give credit to the goalkeeper we'll get to that later but i was like after the first 15 minutes i gave them 15 minutes and i was like okay let me go watch what's happening in Serie A because the the two leagues were basically on at the same time and the match i picked was milan atalanta but then i quickly realized i think maybe i should watch the napoli game instead (laughs) because i thought for sure if one team was going to bottle top four it was going to be milan because that's what milan do over mm. the past decade or so. But it was Napoli who decided in their infinite wisdom against Hellenus Verona. We can have one one, it's okay. So enter our champions. We talked about that one when it happened. Milan finally oh. back in the Champions League. Huge. No, 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 no. For me, I nobody, and I mean nobody would have thought they would have finished top for this season. I remember when we were doing a discussion, we said, Man, wait, well, how long do you think it'll be before like Milan? Guess what? Get the champs or guess what? I guess I oh, 10 years, 15. I had 20. <laughs> so, look, yeah, someone said 20. So, this was obviously this, they this was a surprise. And you know who I'm really happy for tomorrow? Yeah, really he's getting happy picked for up. Him. He's getting picked up. Yeah, so because my thing is like, you've come in, you've played a huge role, a massive role, because I think it's going to be him and Romagnoli, you know, because well. It's definitely his because obviously it's him, Romanuli, and Kerr who battle for the central defensive thing, but he's done so well. I remember Maldini. If, if Maldini is earmarking and picking you out, there is no better dub than than a dub from Maldini. So for, oh, for tomorrow, it's it's amazing because you're you're now embedded and part of Milan. taking Milan back to the, the Champions League. So see, my thing is this is that if there's one stadium, if you say okay, pick one stadium that's perfectly encapsulates the Champions League is the San Siro. Mm. And for me, Inter just don't have the same kind of heritage that Milan have. So seeing AC Milan, that's a badge, those colors in San Siro, that is Champions League. They're both in. So San yeah. Siro's back Tuesday and Wednesday. Bro, but, but Inter, <laughs> for the past two seasons, haven't even made it, made it through the, 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 the groups. And they even finished still. last. Even still. They're so. both back. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The, the chances Milan make the group, the knockout rounds. Ah, let's not discuss that. But we mm. can just be happy that they've made it. Oh no, no, no! Because it's, it's a great this is the first time in our podcast that they've been in the Champions League. I think. Yeah. Y'all been asked for what? <laughs> Long time, man. It's been a minute, but they back. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a minute, but we're back. We're back. We're back. <laughs> All right, um, Atalanta. Thank you for cooperating. Yes, um, that was my first thought. Juventus, I have just lucky, and that it more goes to how no 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 or trash Napoli were to get them in that position. But now this this goes back to my adage of it's not how many you score, it's when you score. Cristiano, amazing. Um, what was it? It was uh, twenty nine goals. Amazing. Respect, respect. Chiesa, Chiesa. He may not have scored anywhere near, but the amount of key goals this guy has scored for Juventus, both in Syria and in the Champions League, has been huge. You know, and basically this just shows you how I'm getting old because I remember his father for Palmer because it was him and Crespo who were strike manners for Palmer. So you just know, oh my gosh, now I'm like, I know I knew when, when, your, when your father was playing. So it's been a disappointing season. And for Juve, it's like, yeah, you shouldn't have qualified because Napoli should have beaten Verona, but someone got paid, someone paid a referee, they did that to like, <laughs> Moji, Moji, I know you're not Moji, Moji, Moji. Do we give Marata any credit? No. Damn. By the way, he, he still doesn't know the offside rule, so how can I give a credit to a guy who doesn't know the offside rule? He scored twice, scored um, yeah, twice. Big up, big up that baller. 
something interesting that I saw Dybala did. I don't know if he did this consciously or not, but if for Morata's first goal, he could have squared it on the ground, but he put the ball in the air. Now, in my mind, maybe he was trying to chip the keeper and score, hmm. but obviously Morata was there. I wonder if it, if if he intended it as a pass. I wonder if he knows. Don't give Morata the ball at his feet. Make sure it's a header, and he'll <laughs> score it. And that's what he did. Morata scored. If that ball is that clever enough to know that the way that you get Morata to score is via header instead of with his feet, I think that's pretty funny. I think maybe he was just trying to score for himself. Um, Napoli. Nah, Gattuso. Get fucked up, man. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I think I think he goes slack, so he, he, he steps down. Man. Oh, did he? Like today? Um, I think, I, so. I think it, it was rumored months ago that he wasn't going to continue, so it wouldn't surprise yeah, me. Yeah, Napoli owner confirms Gattuso's departure after missing out on Champions League. Yeah. Something that's important for all of these is nothing boils down to the last game. Obviously, the last game is the most important, and it's where things happen and shift and all of that. But over the course of 38 games or 34 in the Bundesliga, there are moments in the season from game one, five, 10, 15, 20, etc., up into 34 or 38, that you can just win that game or mm. don't make that silly decision. Don't get the red card. Make your penalties. Do X, Y, Z, and the points add up. So we can look at the Verona game and think, man, Napoli, you bricks, how do you draw 1-1 in a game you have to win against a team that's not playing for anything, blah, blah, blah. But if we trace the story of the season, there are moments in Napoli's campaign where you had an easier opportunity to get one or two points that you could have used later on at the end of the season to not put yourself in a situation where one long ball, a ball off the post, get in. So that's a story for every team. Not just exactly. them, but yeah, like, obviously it, it's it's bad. They lost two one to Genoa. <laughs> Verona actually beats you in at home three one. You lost to Spezia, who had a man sentence off. You drew with Torino at the crib. So yeah, they, they, these things they all add up, man. They all add up. Yeah, every little every little point helps, even from the very very beginning of the season, where ah it doesn't mean anything until we ah no. Every not Maybe. every game matters, man. All the pieces yeah. matter as Leicester. Freeman would say. He was my favorite character. But I need, I need to go back and watch it. I haven't watched it. All right. Leo won Liga. Barack Yomes. Jonathan David. Or is it Jonathan David? I think he's Haitian. Yeah, I, I think it's, Canada, it's, 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 it's David. I think they say it's David. The Monaco win, as bad as it was, that was a very talented Monaco side. There is not a single Lille player who I think you can compare with. The, the stars of Lille cannot be compared with those stars of Monaco. No. And that Monaco team reached the semifinals of the Champions League. So for me, this is even more of an embarrassment for PSG. <laughs> that's look, look at that. You lost eight times. See, because I, I, I want to know how many how many losses did, did, did Tuchel get and how many did Pochettino get? Because I can't remember what it was like when I don't know what the windrow loss thing it was when um Tuchel left PSG. So Oh, no, for, for, for a little. So amazing, amazing, amazing achievement. Superb achievement. Superb. And the fact of the matter is that you also, in a head-to-head, you, 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 you beat PSG. And my thing with PSG is this, is, I see, this is where you compare PSG and Bayern. I mean, we'll touch on Bundesliga, but the comparison is PSG don't take the Uber Eats seriously. And they think that they can just switch off in Uber Eats and switch it on for the Champions League. Bayern are like, no, we are on 24-7. I think for PSG, remember, they played Lille before I think they, they, they faced Bayern. I think their mind was that, oh no, let's Bayern, let's deal with Bayern, whatever. So look at how PSG celebrated their goals in the final game. Don't you realize that these goals don't mean anything? So it's like, I think that they don't actually really give a damn whether they win or lose the, the league. They're like, hey, it's, it's a win, let's roll. But like, bro, it's just hug each other clap and everything, you should be celebrating because you're still losing. Because I'm sure they would have known what the Lille score was. When I look at the French table, okay, you, we can look at Lille and we can think, oh, how'd you get there over PSG, given what we know about the two squads? Monaco, being in the Champions League is really good for them. Lyon and Marseille, why? How? How did it get so bad that Lille and Monaco are better than you guys? Like, what is going on with those two clubs in particular? Because those... 
Maybe Saint-Étienne can argue, but Lyon and Marseille are like the two biggest clubs in France. Mm. Maybe maybe not now because of PSG, but PSG were established, I think, in 1970, 1971. Mm. Lyon and Marseille, those, those are the big guys. Lyon won seven in a row, not too far away from now, like 2000. Yeah. Marseille are, are, are the only Champions League winners from France. Right. It's the... I'm but, now but, look but, being, but, being in the Europa League isn't bad. Obviously, if France had the four Champions League spots, then Lyon would be in it. But I look stick. at those clubs and I'm thinking, damn. And I think even the Lille coach, Christophe Gauthier, he's going to go to Lyon, or they're like inquiring over whether they can take the Lille coach. Mm. If I'm him, I'm like, no. Why would I want to go to the Europa League? I earned. Oh the no, Champions no, no, no. You see, my thing here is this, that your name means nothing when the referee blows that whistle. Your name, your status, and everything means nothing. New, look at Newcastle is one of the biggest clubs, clubs, clubs in England, and they thought that they were too big to get relegated. Guess what? They got really relegated. So, my thing is, it's about the team, the coach, the managers, the players, how you apply yourselves, and your strategy throughout the campaign. And for Leon and Marseille, I think wait, Marseille didn't they lose all their games? Speaking of Marseille. I saw you put something on Twitter, like World Rally Championship. Oh, yeah, the VS Boys. I don't know what he's up to, but yeah. This is a great football story in Lille because it just shows you that you don't have a divine right to win a title based on how much money you've spent or your heritage. Mm. You know, and it's just about no, how do you play and how do you apply yourself through 38 games, which has nothing to do with who you are. And I think, and again, it goes back to the whole money thing. On paper, PSG wiped the floor with Lille. But that money alone doesn't give you a divine right to win. Lille have no business between PSG in a game. But in that critical game that they, that they played, Lille beat them. And that was critical in them winning the league. So yeah, their coach, their coach is good, man. Definitely do not go to Lyon. That does that's backwards. Yeah. Just wait and maybe he could get a better job. So um, but again, Monaco, let's go for Monaco, Champions League. I think they have to qualify. It's probably why that thing's orange on the side. But uh, the, the way the French League is disrespected, where they, they only get three spots, two enter, one has to qualify. Yes, the whole co- 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 coefficient the coefficient. Thing, isn't it? Man, they, they bring the Super League. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I was for the, the Super League, but people said it was, it was anti right. football. Um, Germany, lastly, Lewandowski scored 41 goals. In 27 games? I had 26, but maybe it's 27. It might be 26. Either way. Because I think 1972 was when Gedmula broke the record in 72. So the 71-72 season. Um, that is... The closest person to him in Europe is Messi with 30. Mm. So he has 11 goals more than the next closest player in the top five leagues anyway. I've decided, instead of dividing Bundesliga goals by two, I'm dividing mm. by 1.5. I feel like that makes a better number. So instead of 41, 41 becomes 27. And I feel like there's a better accurate representation of the quality of football. Now, I don't know. I still need to work on the tables for the other leagues. But 1.5 is my final. I shouldn't say that. That's my final answer. So it, okay, so, look, so 41 out of 99. Someone's approaching half. He scored 41 goals out of 99. Ah, Barnett scored 99 goals and he scored 41 of them. Yeah, that's like 41%. Mrs. Smallwood, man. Could have taught me better. Yeah, 40%. Well, 99 is almost 100. Yeah, so. yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yes, I know. I know. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. So about 40% pretty much. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, and what stands out to you from the Bundesliga, I guess? I think we've already talked about them. Winning, Dortmund. So. Dortmund. Dortmund. Because like these guys were like out of it. Like they were fifth, sixth. They were like, there was a sizable gap between them. I think they were but, as low as Frankfurt seven. and Wolfsburg just messed up. I think they were as low as eighth. Yeah, no, no, no. Like they were, it was like, oh no, these guys are not making top four. Then Frankfurt and Wolfsburg just messed up. Dortmund got their act together, focus, and boom. And you see, Dortmund, if Sancho and Haaland stay, I like that Jude Bellingham kid. Yep. Marco Rose coming in. Dortmund, I think, will be one to watch next season. We have two games left. We have a Europa final between Villarreal and Manchester United on Wednesday, mm-hmm. maybe Thursday, depending on what side of the planet you're on. Check your time zones. Who's going to win? I'll tell you who better win, and that's Man United. United are the better team. 
they have the better players. And more times than not, if a team that drops down for the Champions League enters the final, they normally win it, you know. So everything is in their favour. But Good Evening has won this trophy several times. Yeah. And Mr. Good Evening, aka um, Emery, he is, he'll, he'll be, I think they'll, they'll feel that they will be happy. See, here's the thing though, is that when he won those <laughs> titles for Sevilla, they were either favourites or it was equal. This might be the first time where he's coming to his final as you are genuine underdogs. But the thing with Sokshe is you've still not won a trophy yet with these dudes, you know? And there's not going to be... See, Sokshe does well when they're, when he's the underdog. But when you're not the overwhelming favourite, it's always a bit shaky. So right now, you are expected to win. It's if they lose, it will be very, very disappointing for Sokshe and United. I think the way Spanish teams generally play lends well to Manchester United's big game strategy. Manchester United ideally are happy to kind of sort of defend you and just use their pace on the counter, whether it's Rashford or Greenwood, hmm. Bruno, Pogba, Wambasaka, Shaw. That's what they're happy to do. If Villarreal try to control the game with possession, I feel like that will open up space in behind for Pogba to find balls, for Bruno to find balls, maybe Cavani runs, things of the sort. I think Manchester United will probably win the game, something like 2-1. They should. They should. I, I think, as I said again, like, Villarreal are not a defensive team. If, if, if Villarreal switch it up, though, and they're like, Manchester United break us down, it could be 0-0, 1-1, and it could go to extra time or it's something it's like it's that. But if, what no, will finish. be interesting is... Oh, so sorry, 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 finish, finish. No, no, no. Oh, no, no. Okay, I said no, no. What will be interesting is if Villarreal score, score first. If they score first... Like I can maybe see a case of where okay, United are now having trouble breaking them down. If United score first, it's game over. Did you see the Pep clip from today? What, him am, crying? No, he was like, I'm I'm very confident in my team. You have no idea how confident I am in my team. He was licking his lips in that crazy thing. I don't want to call him crazy in that like weird way that he does. It's just like, is this guy okay? The only way that Chelsea can win is if Pep outthinks himself and does something dumb. I'm going to play one center back and I don't know, just whatever tactical... The wrinkle that he thinks he's going to throw in, hmm. that's the only way they can really lose. And that backfires, and they waste like 40 minutes while he figures out, I don't think this is working. Let's just go back to what we normally do. So speaking of offense, defense, Chelsea, they're just going to sit back for 90 minutes. It's going to be 2012 all over again, <sighs> except there's no Drogba. So expect like a two nil. Yeah, I mean, win probably. Like, I, th- I think objectively I'm... speaking, I'm not. I'm not on the reverse psychology tip. Oh no, no, right no, no, no! Like, like I'm being real nice. That seeing what happened against Villa and so forth in the final, anything can happen. Anything can happen. But and I think Ford actually said that this is because Ford was sent me a message. Said, oh yeah, when you play like that, it makes sense because Ford said that I can't envision a team with Alonso, Werner. And all of these sideshows lifting up a championship. See, I can't actually visualize Vena lifting up the championship <laughs> proof. Like, I can, like I'm trying to, like, yeah, I can't. I can like, do it. I can see it. I, I can't. I can't. Like, I'm like, no, like, I can't see it. Now, this this is the thing. It plays into Chelsea's hands because I think Chelsea are happy to defend and just be solid yeah. with their back mm-hmm. five, Conte, Kovacic, Jorginho, and the pressing front three. They're, they're happy. That's 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 their happy place. See, the problem is what happens if City breach you and it's one nil. But you see, what, what? I, what I said to people is that like, don't read too much into the loss to Villa or the loss to Arsenal because it's about matchups. If Chelsea play a team that sits back, that doesn't suit Chelsea because Chelsea don't have very good attackers and don't have guys that can break you down. But if you now go up against them and you now force them to defend and are there, they, they can't attacking team. That suits them much more because they now have. That's what happened against players. Madrid. Yeah, for me, there is more pressure on Man City to win this than Chelsea. You know, Chelsea. Chelsea mm. Yeah, like Chelsea already secured top four, so you're not dependent on this to be into the Champions League. For City, this is like a five-year in the making process. And five. This is, okay, when, okay. When, what were they bought? Oh nine, two thousand. Okay, I'm I'm thinking about Pep, but if you want to talk about oh when it's they were like bought, a decade. So yeah, almost a decade of like this is what they've been going for. And also, shout out to Sheikman. So he says he's going to be funding the trip for the fans to go there. So chartering a plane and paying for the flights for City fans to go to the stadium. Oh, and so forth. It's gonna hurt his wallet, I'm sure. Bro, he didn't have to, man. 
All I'm saying, she call, call me. All I want is 256 million. 256 million, you'll never hear from me again. Just 256 million, you'll never hear from me ever again. That's all I want. That's a specific number. Yeah, 256. I've, I've done the calculations. 256. So it will play into their minds that you've lost the last two games you played against that you've lost. Yeah, it wasn't your full team and so forth, but that will still be in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. But I think that they will know that, okay, um, we've got to now... See, the beauty that City have is that, aha, we've lost twice. We now know where we may have gone wrong. We now know how, this, the, how they use Venus speed. We now know how Mount tries to get into those channels and how he, he now likes to provide the ball for a Mount. So we now know what ZH, Pulisic, and these guys can, can, can do. And I think they will not know, okay, we've, they've, they've, in those two games, they've not faced our first choice attack. It's been okay. De Bruyne has played, but he's not played. Foden's played, but he's not. So now you're not going to play because Stelix is not going to smell the pitch. Oh, so in that sense, near the end, maybe, maybe, maybe. So now, do you know what would be poetic? Aguero scoring the winning goal. Now that would be poetry in motion, like a drug book kind of thing, like last kick. (laughs) Like, like that would just be like, yeah, that's just. But see, that would almost be too poetic. Like, no, no, wait, wait. that's like, that's like, wait, it it happened in 2012. (laughs) <laughs> the script writers went nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Like, straight up, what was like? What he scores the goal in the like last few minutes. He then gives away the penalty. They miss the penalty, and he scores the last penalty. I'm like, come on, this is too much. Did he see when? Apparently, because I was on Instagram and he was talking about it. He said to Juan Mata, I think this is maybe before a few months before the final. That oh, you're gonna help me win the Champions League. And Juan Mata said, No, Didier, you know, you're gonna help me. And then during the final, they were still losing. Didier was like. Had already given up on everything, and then Juan Mata said, "No, no, 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 we can still win." And Didi was like, "Man, bro, look, look at the time. We, we can't." And Juan said, "No, no, 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 we can." Like you know, have faith, have hope. And then he then said, <laughs> "Guess who takes the corner?" Juan Mata take, takes the corner. So, do we have a prognosis? Uh, watch the complicated Chelsea show this Thursday, and we'll break down the yep, Champions League yep. final. All right, thoughts on this from Damian Perez. This is the Premier League table. Sans Var. So there you go. City City would have still won. Liverpool would have finished second. United would have finished third. Arsenal would have finished fourth. What? Chelsea fifth. Leicester sixth. Tottenham seventh. Basically, this is Arsenal propaganda, isn't it? <laughs> it must be. Without Savar, give me a break. Man. So Arsenal would have been top four if VAR didn't exist. Arsenal, Chelsea, and Leicester would have all had 65 points, and mm. Arsenal's goal difference would have been better. The, the thing about VAR, though, is... Let's say a goal is chalked off in the 15th minute. Mm. The rest of those 75 minutes do not play out the exact same way if the goal is given. You change the whole complexity or complexion of mm. a game when a goal is given or taken away. Does that make sense? So yeah, yeah. so 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 these points aren't accurate as to what would have happened had VAR not been there. So this is mm. Bad science, no, 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 that, bro, bro. Don't, don't, don't give me that nonsense. From Gowan six nine, how many ballots will it take for Drogba to make the Hall of Fame? They admit eight people per year, and the pool probably won't grow this year because no Premier League player of note is retiring this summer. How long will it take Drogba to make a Hall of Fame? Maybe like three or four years if it's eight. This is see, I don't like how they do it. See, I like how they do it in America. Where so see, what's the thing when you get put in a holding pattern? There's a there's a thing, but you know there's a thing where like, obviously like like Terrell Owens, he had to wait like several years or something before oh, yeah. the fight. I don't know so what I don't know what that's called, but okay, you know. yeah, yeah. I forgot what the name is. Okay, yeah. you know it's like first ballot, second ballot. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. But yeah, that yeah, just yeah. means it. First ballot means in your first chance to get in, you get in. Second ballot means in your second chance to get in. Okay, you okay, got in. okay, okay. It's not like bracketed or anything. So some people actually really care that, like, you know, Terrell Owen should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer, okay, meaning, like, yeah, the first yeah, time yeah. he was on the ballot, he should have gotten in. Yeah, so, so yeah, the, okay, the, the ballot. I think it's it would be good if, like, you had, okay, these are the guys on the ballot, and then now there's, like, a committee who now choose, okay, these are the two guys. These are the two guys this year. These are the two guys this year. But they're not doing two. They're doing eight. So eight. Okay, they're doing eight. Okay. Yeah, I think the – can I do this from memory? Shearer, Henri mm-hmm. were the first two they announced, and then – Burkham, Lampard, Gerard, Burkham, um, Bex. Keane, Beckham, and I'm missing somebody. So, so, because so, 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 he said Henri, Shearer, Lampard, Burkham, 
Cantona was the Cantona. Cantona. Shearer, Henri, Cantona, Keane, Gerard, Lampard, Burkamp, Beckham. I knew it was a Drogba will probably be in the next round. Oh no, and and also like Giggs is, is the whole court thing. That's why he's not there. Yeah, yeah. No. but the next eight: John Terry, Ashley Cole, Rio, Skulls, Andy Cole. No, but I think no, one thing that I'm 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 glad that they did, but I'm surprised that they put Beckham in the first because I thought that he'd be overlooked. No, 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 no. You got to be in there. So, so yeah. Um, if Portugal win the Euros and Cristiano gets injured in the final again, contributing nothing, will you give him credit or ask questions? Because surely it can't happen again. The last questions. I said, like you, I can't give you, I can't give you credit if um you do nothing in the in the most important game. Sorry. Do you think the fifth through eighth teams in the Premier League are better than any other similar positions in other leagues? So basically, are the upper mid-table teams in the Premier League better than the upper mid-table teams elsewhere? Maybe I would say they might be better than those in the French League. Yes, I'll say they're better in the French League. Bundesliga, mm, debatable. Syria, not too sure. La Liga, no. The possible pot two in the Champions League next season. United and Chelsea could still be in pot one with the Champions League and Europa League win. Otherwise, they'll be in pot two. How difficult would that be for teams next season? I don't necessarily care about the Champions League pots. It I doesn't do. move me. So, but okay, according to Jax365, clubs who could be in pot two in the next Champions League season United, Madrid, Barca, Juve, PSG, Liverpool, Sevilla, Dortmund, Porto, Ajax, and Leipzig. But but Real Madrid finished second. Why why are they in pot two? Sevilla finished much lower, Liverpool finished third. Must be a coefficient thing. Okay. I don't so, know. so, so, so basically, pot one are only this says clubs who could. This is clubs who could be in. Okay. So okay. maybe it's not nailed down as yet. Yeah. But so basically, these guys can't face each other. Then I think the best thing to do is to look at who is in pot one, pot two, pot three. Then you can then realize that oh, these are the possible group stages that they they can get. You know. So yeah, we can. We'll, we'll worry about that next time. Anyway, you know when uh, in Robin Hood with uh, Prince John. He had he ties up his which or oh, oh, the cousin, yeah. And he's like, get out of that if you can. Silence. Silence this off when, with his when, head. When 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 he's in the um the bottle of ale and he comes mm. out and he's like, Sir, it's Robin Hood. <laughs> it's Robin Hood. And I think that's when he ties him up. But anyway. <clears throat> Remember to follow us on Twitter. Check us out on Spotify. Give us a follow over there. Apple Podcasts. Remember to subscribe. It's free. Leave us a five-star review, and we'll read it on the show. And we're at, we're on Patreon. So check out the Patreon in the link. Shout out mm-hmm. to everybody that's joined this month. We see you guys. Don't forget, Marcus Rashford's book with yeah. Carl Anchor, You Are a Champion, comes out. Uh, drops today. We are all uh, champions. When, when you listen to this. So, yeah. Check it out. And just look at the campaign that's going around it. Like Rashford's doing some really cool things. So no, 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 Rashford. Don't know. I mean, like, no, really big as the guy. You know, he's he's really putting himself. Is Carl gonna and... send us like a copy? Hopefully, he should. We'll have to talk to him about this. This has been the Talk Detectives podcast. Thank you guys again for listening. Sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. And David, we'll see you guys next week. Peace, peace, peace. Sports Social Podcast Network. <laughs>